0: making blueberry cheesecake muffins right now yes sir where'd you get the recipe a oh uh, a plastic
1: bag that says just add milk
0: <laughs> <laughs> here i was thinking you were going some betty crocker stuff man like making your own recipe i'm sure betty
1: crocker started it i'm just finishing it all baby
0: <laughs> but i thought you were legitimately acting like betty crocker and like getting like the flour together doing the whole i don't know how to make my who is betty crocker apparently she's you know <laughs> good baker i don't know (laughs) or was i don't know if she's still with us average she averaged that you said don't don't this the betty crocker like that come on now
1: she's average when's the last time you had betty crocker
0: when's the last time i had a betty crocker product or when's the last time betty crocker personally baked for me (laughs) because i can't be honest
1: If if she was that good you would be out there buying her stuff
0: I mean every once in a while I guess some Betty Crocker like, you know, they got the uh the brownies out there, you add a little bit of you know what, you add an egg, a little vegetable oil, some water, and it's and it's good to go.
1: So once again my question is, when was the last time you did that?
0: Um you know, it's been a little bit. She's <laughs> an average
1: baker. Point proven, man.
0: Apparently, Betty Crocker isn't a real person according to Wikipedia. So that makes sense as to why I've never had her. <laughs> That's so. why I
2: was like. Has anybody ever seen <laughs> Betty
1: Crocker? She's, she's like the Quaker Oaks man.
0: <laughs> you can't tell me the Quaker Oaks guy ain't real. <gasps> who's on Who's on the cover? Then she's gonna tell me Aunt Jemima's not real.
1: Crocker got a picture too. That'll be a real person. Aunt, Aunt Jemima got a picture.
0: That's what I'm saying. But is she not real.
1: No, these are all. These are they're like the two fairies
0: and stuff like that. They're fake. <laughs> Toothberry. <laughs> yeah. Man, William Penn is the name of the guy on the Quaker Oats box. The Quaker man is not you, an actual it, person. This is what... Have I been lied to this whole time?
1: Yes. These are actors, dude.
0: <laughs> Yo, think, stay there for a second. I got I to gotta paint you real quick for the cover of an oatmeal box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you probably think the Sprint man is... You probably think that's really his name. The Sprint the guy? Man.
0: The guy... Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? The trainer. Uh, that's that's yeah. his birth name, isn't it? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Probably not, right? <laughs> hey, I
1: don't I got,
2: think so, but I like it. <laughs> Let's see. Hold on. I got to look up mine now. I got a question. Because I'm thinking about these muffins now. hmm So if you had to... I'm thinking about, like, the, the best-smelling foods, like even when you wake up or when it's cooking in the oven still. And yeah. at the top of my list, I got popcorn. Okay. Cookies. Bacon. And barbecue food.
0: So you're saying like the like the power rankings of stuff that smells the best as it's in the process of cooking.
2: Yeah. Or we could do like if popcorn you had, is, is is if a you had to list, if like. you had to get rid of one of those, which one would you get rid of?
1: Ah, uh, popcorn is just butter.
2: You're just smelling butter. But think about when you walk into that movie theater how. How strong that smells! I feel like
0: I, I feel like I would Bro, get tired because, of it
2: faster than the other ones. Because the worst the worst thing is popcorn doesn't taste as good as it smells. That's true. But it always lures you. Like once you walk into the movie theater, you're like, I have to buy the, right. the popcorn. Like it smells well, that first good.
1: First of all, I don't. I never walk into the movie theater with an extra twenty five dollars, so I never buy popcorn
2: <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you gotta fight the urge. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. There's definitely an urge to fight.
2: So out of all of those, out of those four, like which one could, I got to go popcorn. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I'm going popcorn too. I'm not going to lie. So which one is the best smelling one? The best smelling man.
0: I got to say barbecue. You
2: think so? Yeah.
0: Cause the thing is like mm-hmm. for me, the bacon, while it smells good while it's cooking, don't get me wrong. The smell like lingers and it's never as good as like when you're cooking it. Does that make sense? Like bacon will wake, bacon the wake you up out of your sleep. No, that's true. No, I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying <laughs> it won't. Bacon. I'm saying that like <laughs> once the bacon has run its course and it is no longer on the frying pan, it doesn't smell as good anymore.
2: Right. But this is kind of like the this is while it's cooking. OK, so like the, okay. the lead up to what, the most powerful might be bacon.
1: I, OK, I love a good I love the smell of a good apple pie.
2: man. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I don't smell pie too much, though. What?
1: You don't smell the apple cinnamon? I, like it? I can't. Oh, like
2: I can't remember when the last time somebody made a pie. There's
0: a reason why. Like in all those old cartoons, like they put the the, the, low, put the a w- pie on, on the window sir? and people start <laughs> and floating it. <they> <laughs> <in. laughs>
1: and it just lures you right in. Yeah. I don't
2: know, man. It just walks down apple the pie. neighborhood. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I would have to go. I'd have to go barbecue. But I'm like a huge barbecue head, though.
0: I'm I just saying,
2: you, you you walk into anywhere, like a bank, anywhere wh- where people give out free popcorn, that smell, like, you just grab Who it. are you banking with that has free popcorn? I, they used to do that in Mid-Florida. They still do yeah, it, I think.
1: Listen, I work at Mid-Florida, and we do it every—well, I used to work at Mid-Florida. <laughs> we, would do it, we would do it every Friday is free popcorn. But here's the thing about that. I feel like that smell got old after a while. Like, That's what I I'm had, saying. had, like— Mm. If it's new, yeah, it's like oh, this smells good. But if you're there every Friday, or even if you if you're there all day by noon, it's like I'm past the smell. <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> and you go home and so you smell I like popcorn like, too. Yeah, it and stays that's like on the rest you. Of them, like it doesn't matter how much I smell those, like I still want some. So that's why I'm knocking out popcorn.
0: Yeah, my my buddy used to work for a uh, for a movie theater chain and. At first, he's like, oh, I love it. It smells like popcorn all the time. The, the job is like, mad easy. I just hang out and, you know, tear tickets, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but after, like, his, I want to say first week there, he's like, I hate the smell of popcorn now. Because he would come home and he smelled, like, on his clothes. And he would work there, you know, five days a week or whatever. And so all of his his laundry hamper would be full of, like, clothes that smell like old popcorn. And so his <laughs> room would smell like old popcorn. He had to stop keep, uh, keeping his laundry hamper in his room because it was thick his room up like old popcorn. <laughs> I could I can see that. So yeah, yeah, that's a struggle. Yeah, it's me. Popcorn's got to go again. Don't get me wrong. Like when you first walk in, the popcorn, or even like when you're microwaving popcorn, like provided you don't burn it, which sometimes I do, oh, I do man. manage to burn the popcorn. <laughs> but the smell of popcorn is is really great. But it's it's the novelty of it. I think I think it, like bacon. I think it, it's a, a little. It overstays its welcome. I think a little bit. Yeah. So, anyways, you know who hasn't overstayed their welcome? Who Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> You like the transition
2: there? I don't know. clearly he has it. So
0: well should we should we introduce the actual show first before he's getting to the actual sports stuff? I guess. I guess now we're we're seven minutes into the podcast. Welcome to this episode of, of somewhat Sports. Uh I'm John Dennis. Uh, you can catch me overnights on ninety seven point five WPCV. Joining me uh in studio, John Williams. Yep. What's going on, my man? And via telephone line for the second straight week. Happy to uh, to have him on the podcast again,
2: Mr. Telephone. Two man. in a row.
0: I'm super. I'm super excited, Bobby Johnson. <laughs> hey y'all. Hey y'all. I love that. All right. So uh, let's get into the sports right away. Uh, seven minutes in, right away. <laughs> And uh, we're talking Zeke. Zeke. We had to preheat the oven. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, we had to preheat the oven.
0: Uh... <laughs> I love that. That's okay. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Zeke has officially got what he wanted. He got a six-year, $90 million contract extension with...
1: Isn't it good for eight years, though?
0: Well, it's... I think
1: it, ke- it keeps him with the Cowboys for eight years.
0: Is it eight? I thought it was 2026, so I guess... yeah something like that. But it's a 6-year extension, $90 million.
1: Yeah. A 50
0: million guaranteed. Uh which, you know, good for my man because I mean, when he is on the field, he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. I would say probably if he's not one, he's number 2. Uh in my opinion. He is he is that good, very versatile. Um and basically the entirety of <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys offense, you know? I mean, no disrespect contract, to Dak, but I mean, I I don't think Dak is what he is uh, without Ezekiel Elliott being as good as he has been. Uh, what are your thoughts, Bob?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think neither one of them are as good as their offensive line. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, it's sad. Skill players always get all all the love. You know, in the summertime in high school, it's always seven on seven, and maybe you bring a center just to hike the ball. Like, right. <laughs> you know, it's always about the skill positions who get all the credit. But I don't think that Cowboys team in general is as good as they are without an offensive line. But, no, that's I mean, true. To your, to your point, after this contract, Ezekiel Elliott definitely is their entire offense. After, <laughs> after the contract, they just, they just offered that guy. I mean, now other people can't get paid. You know, there's, they're, they're going to have to break some news to some other people, Dak Prescott being one of them, that um, they won't be getting the contract that they were looking for.
0: Well, uh, they do. They still do have some money. I know they've been handing out these contracts. Alvin Smith got a new contract, and L. Collins got a new contract. Uh, this uh, this off season, um, it seems like, judging from you know what their moves have been, uh, that Amari Cooper uh, might have to hit the the open market, um, based on how much money they've been giving out to all these other positions. I assume they want to lock up Dak long-term, you know, because he's shown that he's, you know, at least, uh, if nothing else, an average, uh, starting quarterback in the NFL and, and can, for, for the most part, get the job done. Um, now, I mean, d i <laughs> I know there's no, uh, love loss for the Cowboys between, uh, between the two of you, I know John, you're a, you're a Giants fan, and and Bubby's is uh, is a Washington Redskins fan. I so. grew up a Cowboys fan though. That's true. I did. So do you still? I knew I did like you. So is there is there still a soft spot there for your for your former team, John? Do you do you kind of like kind of like look side of like oh, you know I'm glad they're doing okay.
2: Yeah, until the Giants get good again, I'm like I'm, oh, I'm all right. You're gonna hop on that bandwagon yeah, until that. Right.
1: A- <laughs> oh, so you're a Cowboys fan for life now, huh?
2: No. Nah. I was, D- I was a I was a Dion and Emmett fan, right?
1: I thought you said until the Giants get good. Ha ha
2: ha ha! I love it. I love the shade.
0: So I mean, to me, I think they're they're doing the right thing here. I know that Jerry Jones kind of played a little bit of hardball, um, you know, with his, some of his comments in the in the media and stuff like that. And, you know, Ziku and you know Bernard Pollard is really good, yada yada yada. But like at the end of the day. That offense runs through Zeke. Like the offense isn't anywhere near as good without Zeke running effectively. You know, and and like Bubby mentioned, you know, it does start with the offensive line, which is why they, you know, decided to invest some some money into Lael uh, Collins, keeping him around uh, for the foreseeable future. Now, Amari um, Cooper does bring a lot to this team, but he, you know, hasn't said that he's going to hold out this season or anything like that, and. He is he is nursing a, a little bit of a foot injury. I guess he has like plantar fasciitis or something like that. Um, so a
1: pronunciation.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, I practiced that all all day <laughs> off the air uh, just for the podcast. Um, but <laughs> you know, are there what what are the expectations? I guess for for the for the Cowboys now that Zeke is signed and and you know the whole thing kind of seems to be hashed out. You know, neither Dak nor Amari gonna are going to uh, to hold out this season. So you know where, where do you where do you see this team going this season, barring any uh, any injuries or anything like that?
2: Same place they always go. Second place to the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I mean, Bobby, can you make a can you make a case for the, for the for Washington finishing above uh, Dallas this season?
1: The only listen, I'll be. I'm a Redskins fan. I want to see us win the NFC East. Now, being realistic, Eagles got a lot better. Cowboys right. got better as well. I mean, they're healthy. They have a for the whole year. The only thing, like if I went to plant a seed, you know, like if I was <laughs> behind closed doors and uh-huh. I'm like trying to cause ruckus within the team, the only thing I would say is I would play to the offensive line. Like, you know, maybe try to cause some discomfort amongst the offensive line, maybe even Dak. Like, man, you know, it seems like, Ezekiel gets whatever he wants around here. Like, what? What, what about you guys? Are so, so guys? what you're
0: saying is the the, the Washington plan should be the plant a sleeper cell agent somewhere within the Dallas oh, organization.
2: Without, I mean, without
1: <laughs> a question. I mean, because you got to think as an offensive lineman, you already got to think about you're already thinking about these things. You know, I'm making three, five, maybe eight million, million a year. This guy, you know, it's that, and this guy's making, you know, thirteen million a year, and he doesn't get anywhere without me up front. Right. So he can sit out and get whatever he wants. You know, he's the main focus. Like, there has to be and that You know, hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be the, the, the guy around here. You know, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your QB. I told you what I wanted. You forgot about me. You made sure that you, you satisfied his needs. Like, I feel like that is the only place that the Redskins really have right now. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like what we're doing. I, you know, I like Haskins. I think there's a bright future. But I don't think this is the year for us especially with these teams making the moves that they made and getting a lot better. And I definitely think we'll still compete because, you know, those are rivalry games. Like we're always going to compete against them, but it's
0: tough. Yeah. And uh, your your left tackle still hasn't reported for camp, right?
1: He hasn't, but you know what? Um, I've actually heard some, like I I follow the the IG pages and things like that. And um, there's talks that, you know, the owner sat down with them and said like, who do I have to let go? keep you happy. And you know, Trent like jokes with him, like, you know, I'm not I'm not here to cost anybody a job. You know, he's so so we're in better talks now. Um, there's a lot of hopes that Trent Williams will actually get things signed, um, you know, in the foreseeable future. But um yeah, nothing has been official yet. So I mean you've seen in preseason how bad our offensive line looks without oh, yeah. him.
0: Well, you have Eric Flowers as your left tackle now, right? Who we all seen hasn't been very effective in his uh, his Giants tenure. So I I I see no reason to think
1: Flowers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We definitely. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the answer.
0: Uh, You know, Trent Williams has proven himself.
1: He's he's had some injuries and things, of course, but I mean, the guy's, in my opinion, and it's kind of hard to rate, um, you know, tackles and stuff. But I think he's a top five tackle for sure in the NFL. Um, a lot of people even argue he's he's like top three, so right. We got to get him signed.
0: Yeah, if not, I mean, you know, uh, I guess you could try to trade him away. I mean, you could have traded him to the Texans maybe for <laughs> a first round pick, because that seems to be what the going rate is for uh, for uh, left tackle prospects. Um, but looking at, uh, and of course, I'm going to use it to transition to the Texans a little bit. The other. Uh, team in Texas. Uh what what do you think about the uh the, the Trex the Texans trades that have uh transpired over the last uh couple of days, Bob?
1: I mean, you know, they they want to get rid of Clowney. Um well Clowney wasn't happy there so right. I don't think they
0: wanted to get rid off. of Clowney. I think that yeah, they would yeah have definitely yeah. taken him I they the had season to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um but you know he wasn't happy there so you almost kinda gotta get what you can out of it.
0: Right. Um
1: You know, they've had a lot of injuries. Like, next to DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of the other wide receivers have have not remained healthy the entire time. Right. Um, You know, you need some more weapons for Deshaun Watson. Um, You know, they've had a lot of running back injuries, too. So I think by improving the offensive line, um, by going out and getting stills, who I think will find his way into that second receiver spot. Right. Um, But I definitely think he's going to do a lot of good things in the slot. But, you know, I think. They were able to. They were able to salvage something. You know, Kwame was obviously not happy. So right, you got to gotta
0: be something. I think I think they overpaid, especially like so. Uh, for those of you who don't, know, I'll, I'll give you the uh, the trade terms here. So the Texans sent uh, Jadevian Clowney uh, to the Seahawks in exchange for a twenty twenty third round pick, uh, linebacker Barkevius Mingo, who you know word on the street was he was on the chopping block anyway, and uh, and sixth round uh, linebacker uh, Jacob Martin from a, a few years back. Um, so you know, not uh, not great return, but I mean, when you kind of lose all the leverage you have. Uh, with a with a player uh, of Jadevian Clowney's caliber, you kind of uh, you kind of get, kind of get kind kind of have to get what you get, uh, and you know I guess you could argue that they could have kept him uh, and tried to get him to play at least uh, you know a couple of uh, games this season maybe, or you know try to renegotiate again uh, next season, um, or if he if he goes in free agency, then you recoup a twenty twenty one you know third round pick. Uh, as a compensatory selection, so I guess you know you you move up twenty spots to get you know to get rid of them a year sooner. Um, but uh, the other big trade that the Texans decided to do, as as Bobby mentioned, was uh, send a twenty twenty first round pick, a twenty twenty one first round pick, a twenty twenty one second round pick, uh, special teamer Johnson Batamosi, and offensive tackle Julianne Julian Davenport. Uh, in exchange for Laramie Tunsell, uh, who still has a couple of years of, uh, of team control uh, and has, you know, proven to be a, a very, very good left tackle in this league, as well as uh, Kenny Stills, who will obviously provide some wide receiver depth, uh, a 2024th 20, 20 round pick and a 6th 20, 20, uh, round pick from the Dolphins to the Texans. So, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think they, I think most people would agree that they overpaid uh, just a little bit um, to get those guys, but. They saw what, you know, firsthand what happened with, with Andrew Luck and, you know, him not being protected as well as he could have been. You know, Deshaun Watson has already had uh, some ACL issues, uh, you know, in the last couple of years. And so they see what an investment it is to, uh, how, how important it is to invest in the offensive line, uh, is what I should say there. And, you know the AFC South is pretty wide open. I think you can make a case for any of those teams really taking that uh, that spot, taking that mantle at the top of the AFC South. Um, but I think that the injuries, you know, to their secondary wide receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins and, and Kiki Q T and uh, and Will Fuller, uh, have kind of necessitated uh, going out and grabbing a, a speedy receiver like Kenny Stills. So I don't I don't hate it. I do think that they kind of mortgage their future uh, a little bit or a lot of bit. Uh, with this trade Um, but if you if you really feel like you got a shot at you know making a deep playoff push you pay what you got to pay I guess and uh, that's kind of what happens when you don't have a uh, an actual general manager there you kind of have Bill O'Brien doing his own thing uh, out there so you know I I don't hate the Texans you know for for doing I don't don't hate the move specifically uh, if you're thinking about making a push this year uh, but, like I said, mortgaging your future is never really that great of an idea. But I feel like if Bill O'Brien doesn't make a good pay- uh, playoff push this season, he may be on the on the outs. So that could explain why he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead <laughs> uh, and get out of here and try to you know go all in with the pieces that I have. Uh, as a Dolphins fan, you know, I'm a little conflicted also because uh, it seems like they are very much in full tank mode. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that, uh, you yeah, know, maybe... We can get a good idea as to what Josh Rosen was going to look like this season, but uh, it seems like that's not going to happen because he's going to have the same kind of offensive line he had last season uh, when he was with Arizona, where it's basically five turnstiles, you know, and good luck getting the ball out. Ryan Fitzpatrick for the first couple of games, and then when he inevitably gets his head taken off by somebody, uh, Josh Rosen, you know, at some point during uh, the season. What do, you, what do you think about that, Bub?
1: tough you know and that kind of goes back to what we talked about with the Cardinals kind of shipping everything out to go get another quarterback like you know obviously there's things that you there's interior that you want to make look better in your house but you know if you got a leaky roof you got to fix that first like I feel like there's there were things that needed to be addressed that that weren't um and to your point you know you can't keep blaming guys for not getting things done if they if they're not given the proper tools you know right. people will always sit up here and tell you how uh, Tom Brady is a system quarterback and uh, he, he's only done good because of this. He's only done good because of that. But I mean, you can hate it all you want, but they they give him what what he needs, you know. And 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 yes, he could actually get some better wide receivers, I think. But you know, if there's one thing that Tom Brady has usually had, it's a good offensive line. He's always protected. He's always given time. And, you know, if you're a quarterback, that's what you need. You need time to read. You need time to find guys so that you can make the throws. I don't care how good you are, how good of an arm you have. If you don't have time, we'll never get to see that. So, you know, it, it, it does suck. It, it's tough for Rosen. Um, you know, and, and I'd hate to see him kind of fall into that QB that never made it because he was never given what he needed. But right. it kind of looks like that's that's where he's going. It,
0: it does seem that way. And, and – I don't doubt that the the Dolphins went into this season thinking like, okay, like we'll see what what Josh Rosen is about this year, and you know, kind of go from there. Um, I don't doubt that that was the intention. I just feel like they got so much in return for Laramie Tunsil that they were thinking, you know what, we have to take this. And I guess you know, if we can't get a good indication of what Josh Rosen looks like this season, we still have him pretty cheap, you know, over the next couple of of. Uh, of years and who's to say they can't uh, draft uh, Tua anyway, right? Because yeah. when you think about it, Tua is a, a lefty quarterback. So the the premium on a left tackle doesn't really make any sense if, you know, to protect the blind side, if the right tackle is the blind side uh, tackle in that situation if with a, with a lefty quarterback. So why are you going to pay, you know, this guy, you know, and make him the number one paid left tackle in all of sports and uh, all of the NFL when you're the, the blind side is on the opposite side of the offensive line? So that to me, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Um, I'm not, I'm not. I don't hate it given what they got in return. Uh, they have fully committed to the tank, and like that's fine because we've seen the Dolphins put Band-Aids on situations over and over again and, and overachieve with, with not so great rosters. I say overachieve because they made the playoffs one year, <laughs> and, uh, and if you look at the talent on those rosters, it was not any good. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, that they decided to blow, blow the whole thing up and just try to get as many draft picks as possible. I think they have like, something like seven or eight picks in like the top 100 over the next two years, um, which is absolutely incredible wow. draft capital. And if, if the, even if they don't finish with the worst record in the NFL next the season, NFL which I next- do think that they, that they will, um, they have yeah, all the capital that they need in order to move up to no whatever budget. position they want to go to. So, uh, Do we want to talk a little bit about, uh, about basketball? Is that the uh, extent of our NFL coverage, I think so, right? I think we, we've covered ma- ma- mainly everything. Yeah, um, top. line. Yeah. Well,
1: we didn't talk about yeah. Melvin Gordon's
0: holdout. Yeah, we could talk about Well, Melvin's, Gordon hold- Mel- Melvin's Gordon's holdout. Melvin Gordon's <laughs> holdout uh, a little bit. Um, now, Melvin Gordon, as uh, some of you may know, has held out uh, for basically the entire offseason. He does have uh, I thought he had a little more leverage than Zeke did because uh, Zeke still had a couple of years of team control. Um, Melvin Gordon's going into the last year of his contract. Uh, and there have been reports that the uh, <laughs> that the Chargers were seeking a, a first-round pick and, I think, a fifth-round pick in exchange for Melvin Gordon. Um, unless yeah. you're trading to the Texans, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, and I, I also read a report saying that the uh, Eagles inquired about melvin gordon and said hey we'll send you uh jordan howard and we'll swap uh picks (laughs) and they're like no thank you uh but that just goes to show how little the value is on uh, on melvin gordon which is surprising because i mean melvin gordon isn't a bad running back now i don't think he is as good as ezekiel Elliott is um and it does help that you have a hall of fame quarterback uh you know behind center but uh to me I think that Melvin Gordon means less to his team than Zeke does to the Cowboys. So I'm not entirely surprised that Zeke got a deal done first, but uh, Zeke definitely had less leverage and he got, he got paid. So, We'll see what happens with the whole Melvin Gordon thing. I mean, I, I was looking around to see if there are any other teams that might be willing to to make a trade for him, but it seems like all the teams that would make a trade for him either don't have the space for it. Like uh I think the the Buccaneers would really uh benefit from having Melvin Gordon in that backfield uh with Bruce Arian's, you know, offense. But uh I think they have like maybe four hundred thousand dollars in cap room left, which isn't enough to uh to take that salary or extend Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. For the foreseeable future. So that's kind of out of the question, uh, unless the Chargers want to eat some of that money uh, in exchange for, you know, a a draft pick or something like that. I could see that maybe happening. But, you know, if you're Bruce Arians and you're coming into, you know, your your first year coaching this team, I don't think you want to spend uh, that high end draft capital as soon as you get there to get a running back who maybe, you know, has three, four years of prime left in him, you know, best case scenario. But see,
1: that's. That's where it's kind of tough for me because it, the giving up the draft picks is one thing. That's going to be tough, but it's also, like you said, giving him the money that he's looking for, which is roughly around that. Um, I believe it was 12 to, like 12 to 14 million years where the Chargers originally offered him a contract in the beginning of the season that was um, right around $10 million, And I guess that's right. no longer on the board for him. Um, so, I mean, if I was him, I think I probably would have took him that. You know, a lot of times guys start getting in uh, in competition with each other. Oh, I want to be the highest paid running back. Oh, so-and-so is making this much. But, you know, with the injuries that Melvin's had, I think 10 million a year is actually pretty solid because he's a great receiving back. He hits the hole. He's explosive. You know, like he's he is a top-tier running back for sure. But um, with his injuries, I think the 10 mil would have been good for him. I, I even heard some things about um, Green Bay being a good suitor for him because, you know, he played at Wisconsin. So it would be like a chance for him to Get to come back home as well.
0: I have Aaron Jones um, in my fantasy league, so I hope that's not the case.
1: <laughs> well, I, I I'm praying that it is because I had I picked up Melvin Gordon in like the fifth
0: or sixth round of oh, mine. Okay, uh,
1: so yeah, I would love to get him back <laughs> out on the field, but right. uh, he loses a little bit of leverage. I know you said he has a little bit more than Ezekiel, but he has a little bit less than Le'Veon because he has to report by back by week ten. Um, in order for him to be eligible for free agency.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he, you, you can't accrue a year on your contract unless you've played, I think, six games minimum or something like that, or seven games
2: yeah. minimum.
1: Yeah, so he has to play this year. Um, it's just a case of, and this, is, and this is why, if I'm him, I just come back, and this is why I picked him up, because if you already have to play, you know, you're going to want to show something on your resume. Why lose $330,000 per game so you know he's gonna he's gonna lose over he's gonna lose over three mil sitting out these ten weeks. Instead, just come back and play. You know what I mean? Like and, and really boost that resume so you can get the contract that you're looking for this off season. You're only gonna have now six games to show off what you can do because um, I believe their bye week is after the ten week uh, week ten anyway. So he's literally gonna miss ten games. And that's gonna hurt my fantasy team too, Melvin. gonna so Get over it. Get yeah.
0: <laughs> All the other stuff is secondary compared to Bubby's fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
1: know, you always finish strong. I just
0: want you to come back <laughs> from my yeah, to my Yeah, to me, I mean, I think he has enough on his resume though. I mean, he's he's had a couple of years of, 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 of success, especially since uh the, the regime changed since he got in the league. I know when they when he first got there, uh that offensive line was, was terrible. It's not it's not great now, but they've invested more in their offensive line, uh, by getting going out and getting Mike Pouncey and uh um and Russell Okung, even though Russell Okung, I think, is uh, he might be done for, for at least a few weeks, if I'm not mistaken, if not the whole season. I can't remember. I know he had some sort of injury. Um, so that's going to be tough for sure. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the the market for running back isn't what it what it used to be. You know, people don't feel the need. Or these owners don't feel the need to go out and get, you know, uh, a maybe, I would say between five and ten, you know, top running backs? Because I don't know if I'd put Melvin Gordon top five. Would you put Melvin Gordon top five?
1: If he's not, he's just on the outside. I mean, you got Saquon, you got Kamara, you got
2: McCaffrey,
1: you got Ezekiel, you got David Johnson. Um, Gurley. Gurley, too. I mean, he's with the year that he had, definitely, but, you know, with injuries now.
0: Right, right, um, right. But in terms of like that talent, the while they're thing. on the field and healthy, I would I would put Todd Gurley ahead of uh, ahead of Melvin Gordon. Yeah,
1: but you know what I mean.
0: Le'Veon Bell I think still uh, deserves consideration for that. Why even though you haven't seen him in a year, I mean he's when he was on the field, you know, with the Steelers, he was tremendous. I mean you could argue he was a number one re- uh, running back in the NFL. So yeah, I would I say Melvin Gordon's solid I think like he a he solid make six or seven.
1: argument for Melvin though. I think like we haven't got to see Melvin in a while, but when Melvin was playing, Melvin is. I mean, his, his name floats with those guys. Like, I mean, I, obviously I, I, can, I can understand why you would put all those guys ahead of him and maybe put him at seven or eight. But I definitely think that you can make an argument for him to maybe bump someone else out. Like, I mean, Saquon Barkley, he's only, he's a, you know, it's only his second year. Maybe he has to prove it more. Like, I can make an argument for why Melvin deserves to be
0: in that list when he's healthy as well.
1: So, I mean, if he's not top five, he's definitely top ten without a question. Right. Um, just from the outside looking in.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see because the Chargers I don't think make a playoff push, uh, nearly as as strong as uh, as last year's playoff. Like, I mean, they did get bounced in the first round last year, but I think that it was kind of a surprise that that uh, that Baltimore beat them uh, in the fashion that they did. Um, yeah. So, um, was it Baltimore? No, they beat Baltimore, didn't they? I'm trying to remember. Yeah,
1: because I actually had Baltimore in a pool of mine, That's right, yeah, because they, they
0: lost to the they That's right, they they smacked Baltimore, but then they got beat around by the Patriots after that. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. I had the Ravens in a, in a work pool. Right,
0: right, right. I was right, a little right. upset by that loss, actually. Yeah, so the the Chargers, like I said, they, they could make a playoff push. I don't think they're as strong of a playoff contender uh, without Melvin Gordon being there, because he adds just so much to that offense. Like, don't get me wrong, Austin Eckler's a, a good running back. He's he's solid. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield, very dynamic. Uh, but there's questions as to whether or not he can, you know, do the, you know, carry the whole load, if you will. Uh, and that's why they yeah. they really like Justin sure, Jackson exactly. out there too, kind of helping out. Um, but if you need two guys to kind of, you know fill the hole of one guy and that's the thing also you when you when you try try out these these running backs by committee you know defensive defensive coordinators spend you know hours and hours of time breaking down film figuring out what you know what kind of uh Plays you like to run, given you know what personnel you have uh, in the backfield, and when you make it easy like that, like okay, like if this person's out there, you know it's more likely going to be a passing play because this person's a good receiver out of the backfield. Yada yada. Like Melvin Gordon gives you a lot more dimension to your offense because it leaves those those defensive coordinators guessing because he does so much so well. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I, like I said, I'm not going to say he's a top five guy, but he's very very firmly uh, in the top ten. You can make a case for him being number five um, in the NFL. So. I think that if if the Chargers want to make a deeper push into this uh, into this playoff, you definitely need to, and, and that's what they really they should concentrate on that because, you know, when uh, moving to LA, you know, and they so far have been the second fiddle in town behind uh, the Rams, who obviously made the Super Bowl last year. If you want to build a fan base, you need to be good. Because if the Rams are constantly the team that's in the playoffs, then uh, you know it doesn't really it doesn't bode well for your for your fan base or at least establishing uh, a fan base in a new city. So I feel I you're feel like they from a business first. We we'll say that again. Sorry.
1: So you are going to turn yourself into the old Clippers? You know, always playing second fiddle to the Lakers. I mean, now yeah, exactly. You know, a little bit of the change with the Clippers, but yeah,
0: right. But yeah, that's the thing. You have to capitalize on on those moments and pay guys when you when you need to. You know, I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that there is a, a middle ground here where you can pay Melvin Gordon, you know, maybe not everything he wants, but get him a solid contract and make some deep pushes. Because how many more years of Philip Rivers do you think you have? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at some point, you're going to have to go out and get a, a rookie quarterback, right? Um, because, like I said, Philip Rivers isn't getting any younger. So let's say you, you extend Melvin Gordon for, you know, another four years, right? And it hurts you now that Zeke has signed his contract because Melvin's like, I need to get me some of that money, right? So if you're if I'm the Chargers, you know, you figure you're going to have a, a quarterback on a rookie deal uh, pretty soon once Philip Rivers decides to hang up the cleats, you know, why not go ahead and, and, and give uh, Melvin Gordon some of his money? Because you're going to end up making some of it back, you know, when you're not uh, paying quarterback money, you know, franchise quarterback money to Philip Rivers anymore. So... I don't know i think that it's kind of stupid for them to play hardball this hard uh in my opinion yeah anyways uh so let's move on a little bit to uh some some i want to say basketball news because it's not really you know it's it's off season in basketball a little bit but there was a report uh i guess not really a report it was uh rajah bell (laughs) said something uh uh on the air uh yesterday was it today yeah it was well i guess it would be yesterday once this podcast is out but today, as we're recording this on, uh, on Wednesday, um, that apparently uh, Shaq, when he played for the Lakers, used to have uh, kind of a sign with his teammates when Kobe was younger saying, hey, don't pass Kobe the ball anymore, which sounds <laughs> ludicrous. And so you remember that Kobe, you know, obviously has had a little bit of a reputation as a, as a ball hog uh, in the NBA. And uh, so I guess because he would kind of stop the offense and the chemistry a little bit, Shaq felt the need to uh, to you know make some sort of signal with his teammates. What what, what do you think about that, John?
2: <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's believable. Yeah, one hundred percent is right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure stuff like this happens in sports. Me personally, we haven't I haven't experienced that. No, but I, I just think it's funny that um. First of all, I, I, you think Kobe didn't know about this? I don't know.
0: I can see. Co- I mean, to- Kobe's got some tunnel vision sometimes. I can see maybe he's got the blinders on. I mean, if he's not passing the ball to his teammates, why would he look at them anyway? <laughs> right.
1: Well, they have the ball. So that's he's true. Looking right Just now.
2: looking for the pass, right? <laughs> I know. No, I think that's straight comedy, though. But I've never, I've never had that experience to where we had a signal. <laughs> right. And I think it was more of just us going up to the person and saying, hey, stop shooting. Yeah. That's Don't give us the fuck. You're done.
0: <laughs> Bubby, has that ever happened to you?
1: No, honestly, I, I think that, for one, I agree with John. I think that's hilarious. I, I'm curious now to like go back and watch our old game to see if I can catch the motion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You <laughs> yeah. know what I
1: mean? To see what the <laughs> signal was. <laughs>
0: So he didn't say what but the no, signal was. I mean, Apparently was like a double like thumbs down, like a real quick thing, like uh like hey, don't <laughs> don't do that.
2: Yeah, it's all for the games, so you need a, a point in the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I feel that,
1: like I, yeah, I think that's hilarious. I mean I d I don't think we've had anything like that. I mean we had like maybe trick plays or something like that, but not towards our own teammates. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh I mean I I played football, uh and so we didn't – it's, it's kind of <laughs> tough to, to do that kind of thing in football because it's very much like you just do whatever the coach asks you to do uh, for the most part. Um, but I do remember once uh, while we were playing uh, – when I was playing in high school and uh, my, uh, my left guard – I played the uh, offensive tackle, I played the left tackle. And uh, my guard, uh, his name was Fernando – And we were, (laughs) we were on the field goal unit once we were playing this team, uh, this local high school team. And um, we were on the field goal unit and this guy kept diving for our knees every time we would trot out, you know, for the, you know, to attempt a, uh, uh, an extra point. Right. And after the second touchdown we scored in the game, you know, we, we picked up on the fact this guy was diving like right in between his knee and my knee, you know, at basically at both of our knees at the same time. Um, I guess, you know, I'm assuming to injure us. Uh, while we were out there, because we we can't, you, you can't really move anywhere. You just kind of have to like, sit there and take whatever the, you know, the defense gives at you, you know, while, while you're waiting for the, the kick to go over your head. So my, uh, my guard and I were kind of tired of it, because obviously we like our, our knees in, in nice, working, function, functioning order. Uh, and so <laughs> we, we came up with this idea uh, where <laughs> he uh, when he would do that, the guard, my guard, Fernando would go low with him and pick him up you know like kind of like just drive you know drive him upward and, and pull his shoulders up uh so i can punch him in the gut <laughs> <laughs> and it was it worked because i'll tell you what i did it once he never did it again um you know because that's the thing you can kind of get away with it when you're when you're in that scrum like that because all you really got to do is give like a nice like well-placed like right in you know body shot what if he had
2: pads on? Or- Defensive linemen are wearing red pads out here, man. <laughs> Jokes so on you if yeah. you
0: did. <laughs> no way. I'm go- I'm going right through those hex pads. Get out of here with that.
1: That's just for the pretty boys that I-, I run it
0: back. Exactly. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Not defensive linemen. These are were- these are fat boys we're talking about. So uh yeah, I, I gave them one right to the uh, to the gut and that was It felt good because I was tired of that dude diving at my knees and he never did it again, which, you know, I was, I was thankful for. I think we were both thankful for. So that, but that's the only thing I could think of where it's like kind of like a a little extracurricular, you know, communication between teammates. Like not really, I mean, it didn't really have to do with the, with the game flow per se, but it was like more in the interest of self-preservation. Like, all right, (laughs) I like my knees working. You like your knees working. Let's figure out a way to get this guy to stop diving at him. So that was, (laughs) that was nice. Um, other than that, I mean, any other basketball news? We could talk a little bit about uh, the USA uh, national team almost losing to to Turkey, which would have been quite the embarrassment uh, if I do say so myself. They won 93-92. Is it my fault?
1: Yeah, didn't you go there for... Uh, <laughs> you and Serena went there. You probably told them the plan, but like you, you gave uh, them like, uh, a report on our team and stuff. Like, I I'm went to, to Greece.
0: Greece. I did not go to Turkey.
1: Oh, they're next to each other. That's, That's
0: right. Was. And and I, I don't want to Greece generalize too much but historically Greeks and Turks have not got along very well. So, you know, I don't think there is any sort of <laughs> nefarious activity going on there. Uh, well,
1: you know what? I I apologize. It's okay.
0: you I, I something you didn't do.
1: I'm, I'm sorry.
0: It's all right. You know, I do think it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, you know, we're not really sending our our top, you know, tier players. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are some really good players that are playing for, you know, for USA men's basketball, but like who would you say is the biggest star on that on that team? Is it Donovan Mitchell? Kemba, Kemba. Probably. I guess you can make a case for Kemba too.
2: I think he's the captain too.
0: Is he the captain for that team? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I think Kemba's the best
0: player on that team. Okay, but then again, like I mean, Kemba Walker's the best player on that team. <laughs> like that's not that's not an accurate representation of basketball in America. They're,
2: they're working hey, with man, who they got. Yeah,
1: I mean, but this is. You know a lot of the, a lot of the high-end guys just in, you know they want to back out this year, want to kind of rest, I'm guessing, and prepare for the upcoming season, which I right. understand, and I think this is also good for a lot of our younger guys. Um, you know you see when we do our 17 and under 16 and under teams and they travel and go play they they still bring home the gold, so I mean at the end of the day, this is still America's you know where basketball kind of you know I would like to think is is probably at its best. So even with Kimba being our best player, they're so spread out. There's a lot of talent. I think our big men could be a little bit better. I don't think our centers are probably you know, I would have liked to have seen maybe like towns or a guy like that out there. But I mean we still have some, some pretty decent talent out there.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that the that the team isn't talented. Obviously to make the US, you know, men's basketball team you have to be talented. I'm just saying that like it the United States is in a in a unique position when it comes to Stuff like that because you don't see that happening like in other sports. Like no one's like taking it easy on the U.S. when it comes to like you know uh, soccer, where like it's a, 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 a sport that we're not really historically that great at. No mm-hmm. one's like ah like we'll make sure not to send our Premier League guys out there. You know we'll just make sure it's all the you know uh, the younger guys get them some reps in. Like it's not. It's it's always like top flight talent you know playing against the United States every single year. And basketball, you know where we dominate. It's one of those sports where we kind of say, like, oh, like, you know, let's make sure we throw a couple college guys in there, too, you know, <laughs> just to make it fair. You know, a couple of amateur guys, because isn't that how they used to do it? Like, we were, they didn't even allow professional basketball players to play in the uh, in the Olympics and stuff like that because they were so much more talented than, uh, than some of the other teams.
2: Was that the actual reason?
0: I can't. I mean, I'm sure that they worded it a little better, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they but they did use for cosplayers. all intents and
0: purposes. It was, it was just It was just because it, it was supposed to be like an amateur thing, and so you couldn't send out like professional athletes to play like an amateur, you know, Olympic sport, mm-hmm. right? But then they were like, "All right, that's is enough that of case? that. We're sending Michael Jordan that's... out there." <laughs> what was that, bub? I was
1: saying, is, is that the case? Though no, I don't know if that's...
0: Okay, so in 1989, FIBA modified its rules and allowed U.S. basketball to field teams with National Basketball Association players. So, and the first time that they did that was the 1992 Dream Team, the Summer Olympics in Barcelona. So, yeah. No. yeah so, with with that, I mean, obviously, the, we haven't won gold medal every year because I think, what is it, 2002? Uh, they finished uh, sixth in the, in the FIBA World Championship. And then in 2004... So they got bronze. Yeah, they got bronze, uh, which is kind of uh, an embarrassment. But they had, you know, some withdrawals and, and stuff like that. So, <sighs> You know, again, but, like, it's one of those situations where for most of, like, the FIBA tournaments, you've had to use, like, amateur players that, you know, at least on the USA level, because that's the thing. They're kind of being outclassed by some of the... Because, you know, once these other countries decided to have their own professional leagues and they started playing their players in professional leagues, it kind of started outclassing the uh, the amateur status of uh, of the USA national team players. But, like, that's the only sport that i can think of where they where they do stuff like that you know baseball everyone plays fair like you know why why is it that (laughs) you know like why can't they take it easy on us as soccer so we can maybe get a couple (laughs) gold medals right that'd be nice
1: (laughs) yeah i I would like to see it i guess because like i don't know America, america maybe is such a privilege i i don't know
0: I don't
2: know either. We're just so far
0: ahead. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, like now in the NBA, you start. You, you've become more accustomed to seeing some of these guys from you know other countries come here and, and be successful uh, in the NBA. You know, there's a lot of Canadian players. Um, you know, players from from all over. I can I can go on. I mean, you know, on and on and on about players who have come for. I mean, the Gasols, you know, who are who are from Spain. I'm pretty sure, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's. But I still think we're <laughs> we're leaps and bounds ahead of of some of these other some of these other countries, um, you know. So I, I think that if we maybe had a, a LeBron James in there, <laughs> you know, and a and a, and a Steph Curry uh, on the on the FIBA men's national team, I don't think we would have almost lost to Turkey. Personally, so I don't I don't feel that bad about it. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things where. Even if we don't have, even if we're not sending our top flight guys out there, you would
2: think that we would still come back. You know that we wouldn't <laughs> lose to Turkey. <laughs> we, it, we they lost to Australia, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Australia, Australia's got a couple of guys who are in the that good. Right? Yeah. yeah. I might say
1: Australia's not bad.
0: No, but like Australia. it's one of those things where it's like you get like one or two players from like from Australia
2: who are like halfway decent. Like that's <laughs> right. Like. You got uh Ben Simmons he he could have played, right? Yeah, technically. Yeah, I wish I would have saw that cuz I was in Australia like a week before that game.
0: Really? That would have been yeah, cool to go see. It would have. Like it's so funny though cuz I, I I've seen clips from uh when the USA was playing Australia. And do you remember the uh the God, I can't remember the guy's name, but he the, he goes by Aussie man. Right, the guy who does like the commentaries on like some of these sports, like that Australians don't really play. Right, it'll be like a like a baseball clip, and uh-huh. he'll say like, "Oh, the pitch is out there," and it, <laughs> the <laughs> bowler, I think it's what they call because it, like it's like, the cricket thing or whatever. And he does like the whole yeah. thing in the in the Australian accent, which is like funny, obviously, because <laughs> uh, he's getting all the terminology wrong. That's part of the part of the joke, right? <laughs> but I was watching FIBA basketball, and I I thought it was like because the the, the the channel is always like, oh, Aussie man, like narrates like you know Boston versus New York, like the Yankees versus the Red Sox, yeah. right? And when I first like saw a clip, I thought it was like one of those, like Aussie man reacts to the USA play, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just, it was just the announcer. <laughs> but I couldn't take it seriously. I felt so bad because like, oh yeah, uh, Greg Popovich is out there, right? And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was a joke. So I like that's the only, that's my very little bit that I've seen <laughs> <laughs> FIBA men's basketball uh, this season. So that's that's my contribution to the show. Has anyone else seen any FIBA men's basketball? Both so, have you watched uh, it at all?
1: I've watched a little bit, um, but not not enough to really be to really be dangerous. Like I said, this move up here, man. I uh, I don't get my Wi-Fi until tomorrow. Right, so,
0: right, uh, right. Plus, you you you're, you're, so you're, you're neck deep company. in film, right over at. Uh,
1: yeah, we can say that. We can say that too. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to paint you in a good light, man. Show, uh, show, Coach Turner, that you're doing it. your job out there.
1: Yeah, of course. Of so course. dedicated uh, to the craft. Yeah, you know, we gotta stay focused. <laughs> um, but no, man, I haven't. I really haven't got the chance to watch as much as I would like. It's been mainly just highlights and and things of that nature. But right. uh, you know, I'm, i I still like to follow, and uh, I follow a lot of guys on Twitter just to kind of see what they say and things like
0: that as well. Right. And, um you know john you've been watching nothing but big three right
2: hmm. yeah i have <laughs> i watched like the recordings of it which is pretty interesting because joe johnson's a little cheat code since he just left the nba and yeah. now all of a sudden he's the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> <of> the <laughs> <I'm so laughs> joe. i know people are pissed like um what's his name he 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 works on espn
1: steven jackson
2: yeah steven jackson
1: Oh, yeah,
2: that's who he was playing against, actually. Yeah, but, like, if I'm Steven Jackson, I'm pissed because, like, you just left the yeah, and now I got to compete against you. And Steven <laughs> Jackson was one of the better guys in the league. so Right, until Joe Johnson was yeah. there and showed him, like, listen, buddy. yeah, <laughs> You better out of the league a little bit. And you could see, like, he was keeping up with him. They were going back and forth. But, like, towards that second half uh, of the game, like. Yeah. Oh, man, he loses you know, his legs on that a little yeah. bit. <laughs> you know who plays on Steven Jackson's team? Frank Nitty. Yep.
1: Yeah, so he's like, he's the guy who, um, who kind of, he, he made a real big name for himself when he was going at uh, Valentine uh, from the Bulls. Uh-huh. He was like, he was killing him in a pro, he was killing him in the program, and he was like calling him out like, this guy's a pro? And Paul George and them were on the sidelines watching the game, and yeah. he was like looking at Paul George like, this guy's in the league, <laughs> he's in the league for real? And he was like, I mean, he was killing them. Like, he was really, really killing them. He was strapping them up. And he plays on Steven Jackson's team. Um, and he had a, a really good season for himself, too. I've watched a little bit of the Big Three. Um, but, I mean, you know the, the the coolest thing that I heard from Joe Johnson, actually, was he was talking about how, how vital the Big Three was for him. He used it to really, like, clear his mind. Mm-hmm. He had said that... Um, you know, his mom just passed away, and he was just looking for something to kind of occupy him, and that's why he went to the Big Three was just to kind of clear his mind and give him, really give him some, give himself something to do to take his mind away from the death of his mother. And I mean, you could just to see him have that success in the Big Three and for them to win. I mean, that was that was really cool. Once I got to, got to see that quote from him, it was like you know, kind of bring everything full circle.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that the uh, the big big the Big Three. I think we'll have a place in the sports world because so many of these guys, like when you look at, I mean, I'm not going to say Jeremy Lin cause Jeremy Lin, I think signed a, an overseas contract uh, recently, but you yeah. heard him like where he's like, I feel like the game is kind of like, let me go, even though I feel like I still have something to give. And there are a lot of players who, you know, kind of get, you know, pushed out of the league a little bit in, in exchange for, for younger guys, um, you know, coming out of college and stuff and, and, as they should. Yeah, right. Of course, <laughs> yeah. um, but they still feel like they have something to give to the game of basketball. And you don't. Want, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it would be cool to see like Vince Carter come and like play at the Lakeland Y, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. see the the For talent sure. difference between him and some you know you, the average Joe who think they can score a bucket, you know, uh, off the couch if you will. Uh, but having a, a league where some of these guys who are obviously like very much past their primes, but still have you know something left to give it is cool as like as a concept like I was watching the celebrity basketball game and and seeing Ray Allen go up and down the court, even though their team lost in the celebrity all star game he was he still showed like he had some uh yeah. some moves out there and, and it would be it would be kind of cool to to See Ray Allen lace him up again and then play against some of these guys, especially. I mean, your shot is one of the last
2: things to go I and mean, you know how lethal Ray Allen was. That's how that's why people like him and Joe Johnson are right. dangerous in this league, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. with the fourth point shot, too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you learn to hit that shot and it's it's over. Wait till uh, Steph Curry and Dame Lillard, yeah, get out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 years down the road, with <laughs> Ice Cube, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Did you hear
1: what Vince Young said? And I think it was Vince Young. I'm almost sure it's him. Uh, if not, it was another kind of prolific uh, QB who's past his prime. But I think it was Vince Young who said he would love to see uh, a big three for football. Kind of once again, the offensive line me get no love. Right. But I'm sure it, you know the idea would be like like a seven on seven. Yeah, kind of like a street, like street, like NFL street, almost where Small you field, know
2: probably.
1: quarterback like a flag football, which. I, and I feel like they already have that. You know, with the flag football, it's growing tremendously. I, you know, we've sh- I've shouted out some people that I know to play in that. Shout out my boy Darius. Um, but, you know, I think that's kind of what he was aiming at. But I don't know if you could really go three on three. It would have to be, at the very least, five on five, I would have to say. You know what I mean, to make it interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah five on five would be good. Yeah, or you yeah. could even do you could do four on four if you don't count the, uh, if you know, let's say you just have like a center out there who's just, you know, just snapping the ball uh and you know maybe yep. have uh you know two guys out wide and uh you know a slot receiver a quarterback and you know just do it that way i think that'd be kind of cool and maybe have some guys like uh i know Chad chancinco and uh, and terrell owens for for a while after they retired you know quote unquote retired uh we're saying like hey like why don't y'all you know reach out to us you know so and so big name receiver just got injured you know my, my phone is my phone lines are open go ahead and give me <laughs> a call you know. Yeah, uh, I would be. I'd be down to watch uh, those guys lace them up and see if they still got something left in the tank.
1: What I will say though, if they if they put a center out there, I want to put a defensive lineman because if I'm the center and all you have me do is hike the ball, like it's a little <laughs> demeaning. Like you, you could just get a machine to do that, or you could have the quarterback right. just slap the football. Like don't, yeah. I, I, I would want to see them do something. You know what I mean? That would be
0: cool, though. I mean, having like a center who has to like you know, as soon as he you know the ball goes off, he's got to block against like a defensive tackle or something like that. Something to maybe put some pressure on the uh, on the quarterback.
1: Yeah, maybe put like put like a lane where like the the defensive could run through, like has to blitz from,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then like you know get them off the ball to let the you know I don't know, just something like there's definitely some rules that could be put in place. I, I would like to see it.
0: Yeah, I would too. Let's get some money together and. uh <laughs> <laughs> See if we can get a, get some investors. Hey, listen.
1: After this move, I got like twelve dollars, man. I don't, <laughs> uh, I'll buy right. the football. You put
0: the league together. <laughs> All right, sounds like a sounds like a plan to me. All right. Well, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to they want to touch on before we wrap things up here? Nah. W, you good? We're
1: good. I'm always good when I'm with you too.
0: <sighs> wow, what a guy. All right. <laughs> On that sentimental note, that'll do it for another <laughs> edition of the uh, of the somewhat sports podcast. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my buddy uh, Dwayne Wade real quick before we uh, wrap things up. Oh my, um, my god! I know it was close. Whew.
2: Almost Big three them. debut coming well, soon. Well, you
0: know, it's funny. I had planned on mentioning something when we had that Shaq conversation. Like, you know he didn't do that with when Dwayne Wade was there because Dwayne Wade carried his butt throughout that finals uh, and ba- basically his entire Miami tenure. Uh, but it slipped my mind at the time, and I really wanted to get that uh, that Dwayne Wade taken. Did you see uh, – I don't know. Maybe you guys didn't see it because it, uh, it was more like a miami thing. I already know what you guys But said. him dressed up as, yep. a, as Aladdin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> did you Dance see that, Bob? Uh, what dancing with
1: again? Um Pat Riley,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole the whole squad was there. I mean, they had uh, Nikki Harrison out there too. It was uh, it was funny to see. Uh, you could tell you could tell he's definitely enjoying his uh, his retirement a little bit uh, these days.
1: I think it's crazy that he's on retirement. We keep mentioning him, yet he has not come on the show yet. Like, you wait. I mean, you can even call in, bro. You I know. Can call him like I'm doing, dude. Just yeah. Join the show once.
0: You man. know. To be fair, I haven't I haven't tried to reach out to his people yet, so. Uh,
1: Oh that
0: well, that's the problem. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll see if I can get him for for now. Well actually, maybe I'll wait for him to come around during uh during basketball season if I uh if I can make that connection. I doubt I can. But, you know. I think I think I've shown that uh that uh I respect him and his, his game enough and uh, and his time enough by mentioning <laughs> him in every single <laughs> episode of the podcast. I think did we miss him uh, not last week, the week before I think we did.
1: I think we missed him a couple weeks when there was only like one or two like we've had uh some amazing guests yeah, and in the absence for me and John right. uh, W as well, so maybe maybe a little bit was missed there. Right, um, but you know, we we do the best we can, or at least you do.
0: That's that's do true. I feel job. like I feel like you can't you can't fault me for that. And i can always go by go back and edit the uh, the podcast and just throw his name, <laughs> re-edit the uh, the audio and throw. his you might name. you have it. like a do button. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we should do. She have like one of those like a like one of those radio boards, where they have all the sound effects. Like,
1: I, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not a, for it. I'm not going to lie.
0: I, yeah, I can imagine you're not. Anyway, maybe we'll <laughs> see him in the Big 3 one day. That'd be cool. Although, you know what?
1: I'll go ahead and say this, actually, really quickly. Go ahead. Since you Since you want to bring up D. Wade, the Wizards, the year that we drafted Kwame Brown, actually, had an opportunity to trade the pick. It would be a three-team trade. I just found this out recently. Uh, a sports guy, uh, he does a lot of uh, writing for the Wizards and kind of uh, the Washington area. Uh, by the name of Mike Sykes, he uh, kind of retweeted it. But basically, the year that we the Wizards drafted Kwame Brown was the same year D. Wade. Uh, well, they no, they had a chance to trade the pick, and the pick that they would have traded for would have later turned um, came from the heat, and that was the pick that they used to draft D. Wade.
2: Wow. So, so you- we had
1: a chance to get rid of Kwame Brown and get uh, essentially D. Wade and, uh, of course, I was just you like didn't. the Wizards.
0: We did, yeah. So. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> <course> you <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, give us a follow on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Somewhat Sports. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, John Dennis Radio. That's J O N Dennis Radio. Bubby.
1: Y'all know bugs. We do. Uh, that's it. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know me, but that's also the
2: handle. It's, that's true. Uh,
1: Y-A-L-K-N-O underscore B-U-B-B-S.
2: John? Find me on Instagram, williams 5 And uh, on Twitter? Hmm.
0: Doesn't matter, man.
2: <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know my Twitter. Thing.
0: I don't even know your Twitter to- handle either, <laughs> to be honest. You had one for like 20 minutes. I think we DM'd once, and that was it.
1: No, John used very active on Twitter. I used to, me and John uh, would uh, kind of Tweet against each other a lot on Twitter, man. Don't let him fool you. He used to be very active on. Twitter.
2: <laughs> That's true. I might pick it back up. Remember man. the
1: Bubby you should. tweet, should The what? Remember the Bubby tweet. The <laughs> Bubby tweet.
0: <laughs> those are funny. I'm
1: bringing those back. I'm bringing
0: them. Back. You should. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> so, all right. That'll do it for another episode of the uh, Somewhat Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your uh, preferred podcast platform. That would be absolutely great. We would really appreciate that. Uh, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of Somewhat Sports.